Hey everyone, I just want to give a quick thank you to all of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash carscast. If you're looking for a great way to support the podcast, if you yourself are a consistent listener, I suggest becoming a patron. Uh, you get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, shoutouts at the end of every episode, you've heard them, uh, and much, much more. I mean, this Monday we're doing a Patreon hangout on Zoom. So if you want to get in on the fun, go to patreon.com slash carscast and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the 74th episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. Um, Jeff. Ooh, mixing which, up how you pronounce movie cast. Yeah, I just like it. Spacing them out in different ways. Uh, which two small states are surrounded by Italy? Uh, that would be San Marino and Vatican City. There we go. Boom. Going to be a great episode today. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I know that one because Vatican City, everyone kind of knows that one. Uh, uh-huh. San Marino has their own um, soccer team. Oh. So they they play in World Cup qualifiers. Damn. Um, and they just get annihilated every game. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, wow, that's sad. Because no one lives there, so they just, right, they right. just get destroyed like, like 7 nothing every game. Poor guys. Um, yeah, not ideal. Speaking of sports, not to immediately draw away our fan base this fast, <laughs> but you, uh, how was the, you were really excited about a hockey game today? You were watching a, a hockey game of sorts? I, okay, yeah, but I mean, they, Tampa lost. So, oh, okay. So bad yeah. news. Okay, well then we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but okay, here, actually, there is a quick, interesting anecdote that is genuinely interesting. Cool. So this is a seven-game series. It's the first right. of, like, the playoffs. The playoffs are weird this year because of coronavirus. Yeah. But this is the first round of, like, the normal playoffs. Of course. Um, and it's best of seven. And in game one, two days ago at the time of recording, uh, Tampa and the team they were playing, which is Columbus, mm-hmm. played in the fourth longest game of all time. <laughs> because wow. in the playoffs, um, instead of having, like, a finite ending of the game, like the regular season, they just pl- keep playing until someone scores. Mm-hmm. Um, so a normal hockey game is three periods long. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody knows that. This this game went into the eighth period. Good God, that's over <laughs> double. Yeah, it it was almost triple. Jesus, Christ. it was like two and a half games long, and uh, it took over six hours. Damn. So like two days ago, I was just watching it all day. That was that's... like my day. That's a good way to spend the day, though. That, yeah, especially because like, they won that game. So. Yeah, the longer it goes on, the like the better it'll feel at the end. Whoever, if wins. you win, yeah, or the yeah, worse, it you could... feels way worse if you lose. Yeah. Anyways, but I, they won, I just so that was a good day. <laughs> yeah, I I can enjoy. I will say hockey's like my favorite sport to watch. They were my favorite games to go to, but I will like never. It's just a, a thing that part of my personality. I d- couldn't care less if my team wins or not. I don't know why I just don't have that attachment, but mm-hmm. well, Oscar, also to be fair, you're the NHL the wild. Team closest to you is the Wild, and they are, have like the least personality of any franchise. In they do. They're any just sport the, in the world. wild. They're just yeah. there. Like when when I used to go to the games, they hyped us up as like Minnesota being the state of hockey, which it is. Like the best players For in the NHL the, come out of Minnesota. Let me no, just they say come that. from Canada. The best well, American players come from Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Well, the which best are Ameri- a step below Canadian players. They're actually yeah. also worse than Swedish players. Which I'm wearing mm. a Swedish soccer jersey. I was going right to say I really like that. This that is jersey. uh, yeah. It's this has been a really sports heavy introduction yeah, to this so far. So we probably um, should just leave it at that. And yeah. Move on. Well, well, well. This is sort of sports related, but today I got uh, skateboarding legend Tony Hawk's burrito from chipotle uh, oh okay yeah it's like how was that it was really good here's the thing with chipotle i guiltily enough just don't branch out from my usual order like i get the chicken white rice black beans mild lettuce mm-hmm. cheese and sometimes guac if i'm feeling it and uh so this was different because i had to go to the hot salsa and i'm not that great with spicy foods but i could handle it but it was hot um yeah, I mean, if, if Tony recommends it, if Tony, you got to yeah, give it a shot. Anything for the hawk, 
right? Uh, <laughs> I'm just, it was good. It was good. I'm glad yeah. it didn't have any sour cream on it because that's an instant burrito ruiner for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Hawk is also uh, Dustin Hoffman's nickname in Ishtar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we could be talking about anybody. They should give his specific character his own burrito. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyways, so that was good. I uh, Do you go to Chipotle often? or Almost never. Like mm. When I had classes at DePaul downtown, there was the Chipotle in the same building. Yep. That's the one um, I frequent. So that was really the only time I would ever go. Is yeah. If I, it was like DePaul related. Right. I The very first time I got recognized was in that Chipotle. And then I got recognized another time, but it was while I was like just demolishing a burrito. And it was not the ideal state to be in. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, so oh really, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You just know that your fans are really For, into Chipotle. Yeah. That's the, dude, I hate, like, that was, I, that's the part I'm most happy about graduating is that I don't have to eat on the Loop campus anymore during prime lunch hours. Cause it's like, you're always alone because it's class. You're just ga- mm-hmm. grabbing a quick bite, but you're like, you're either scarfing down Jimmy John's or Chipotle. Panda Express is a little on the outskirts of the campus near the yeah. uh, museum. It's near the, it's near like the, the Russian tea restaurant <laughs> yeah. that I've yeah. never gone to. No one's ever been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but that one I feel a little bit safer in. And also like if you see someone, like you, they're safe. There's a mutual, but yeah. Chipotle for some reason, it's a bit more embarrassing, but yeah. Yep. That's... Very chrome, the interior of Chipotle. Yeah. I don't like it. It's like a prison, kind of. Um, it does feel like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that Panda Express isn't much better. That's a very dark gray panda. But the food. The food is, is Panda Express. Um, You know what? I will say, like, it is it is Panda Express, but that is one of my least favorite Panda Expresses I've ever been to. They, yeah. can, they fuck up way more than they should. Right. Anyways. It's all about the one on Addison in California. That's the Panda Express. Addison that's the, in That's Calif- the one. I... Oh, wait. It's the one next to the Target. The one next to... Yeah. Dude. Oh, my God. Wait. I remember one day, because that's like... That was... Well, it doesn't matter now. That was like kind of close to my old apartment. Um, And one day I was craving Panda Express, and that was the closest one. So I biked there, and it's way farther than I thought. Oh, so no, I that's was, a far bike. It's a far I live bike. two blocks from your old apartment, so I, yeah. I went there all the time. That's that's not a bikeable. It's not a bikeable distance. And you have to get on, like, the main road, like Addison, at its, like, and you're, there's no bike lane. So it's just yeah. all for And then you so, have to bike back, like, and with full Panda, Panda Express. <laughs> really awful experience. Um, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, after that, I never biked there again. I, oh, I thought I just I never biked like full stop. Oh no, <laughs> no. I actually threw my bike in the dumpster. When yeah, I, got I called it called it quits. Um, <sighs> anyways, but that is true. That is a great Panda Express. I broke my vegetarianism like one year ago to that Panda. Yeah. Um, fully worth it. I had uh, I for, okay. This is bad because I forget the name of the employee, but one of them remembered my name and would always <laughs> be like, "Hey Jeff, what's up?" Oh I'm man. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the third different Panda Express where <laughs> people someone has remembered name. my name. Yeah. <laughs> See, that I would like to be on those terms cuz instead it's like all three of those restaurants in the loop, they all know me. I would assume I all know them. Mm-hmm. And uh but but we're just I don't think they like me that much. I just give What up. if you just always went to the same restaurant and you pretended that the reason they remembered you was from YouTube and not just cuz you always went there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "We get it. I know, I know." <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. You saw my fur video. My fur. I know. I, know. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> give me one less veggie spring roll. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, anyways, can we get a beverage check? Because you. Yeah. Well, I actually have two. Oh. You didn't know. You thought I only had you one. Always you saw come it. with more than one beverage. <laughs> yeah, I almost had three, which that was too many. But I got the uh, Blue Moon iced coffee, which I yep. think we've talked about this briefly before. We have. But just to, to recap, this is actually surprisingly good. I um, Okay. Yeah, because PBR also makes a alcoholic coffee, yep. and it is terrible. <laughs> it's it's an abomination. I'm, I, think it's the, I think that is the fifth time, no joke, that you have bashed the PBR iced coffee on this podcast. It is it's genuinely- so funny. <laughs> One of the worst beverages I've ever had in my life. Wow. I don't Anyways, know. Anyways, my second beverage. Yeah. 
a Coke. Is a, is a Coke. Yep. It's all about caffeine today, All about baby. that caffeine. I legitimately, because I love iced coffee and I love Blue Moon, I'm going to have to give that a shot. Uh, if I can find it in Chicago, I, I'm assuming I can. Yeah. Um, I just have normal coffee in a just nice. black in coffee. In an Iowa. In an month. Iowa, yeah. Oh, man. Which this is not either of the states that you live in <clears throat> no but toast out to uh all of my any any iowa cedar rapids listeners they got hit i have cousins that live yep. there and they got hit with a bad tornado so this is tribute it's unfortunate you know yeah <laughs> anyways um but i will say on this topic though these are my favorite things these starbucks collectible cups where they have different designs for each like state or location i have a florida yeah. one that i drink through oh, nice. all the time it's a nice one but did uh, yeah. I ever tell you about how all of the the glasses that I own are Coca-Cola, like, colored ones from McDonald's? Because <laughs> McDonald's, for about, a, like, a three-week period, of, like, years ago, like, maybe seven years ago, yeah, uh, they had a promotion where if you bought any meal, they would just give you one of these free glasses. That's so and nice. So I just decided if I just go there, like, once every couple days... I can get a full set of glasses. So I have like a dozen glasses and those are my glasses. See, that's really nice. And McDonald's used to have things like that. And Burger King where they like gave, just gave a ra- like random shit and it was good shit for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having like a Shrek one. But then my mom was like, don't drink out of that. It's probably got like chemicals on it. And I was like, yeah, you probably <laughs> Yeah, right. and these are like the ones I have are actual glasses. They're not yeah. like plastic. So Yeah, that's what this yeah. It's like a real yeah. glass. Um but yeah. Sorry if I think Oh yeah, you go? No, is I th- I could hear my dogs barking, so I was gonna apologize if that was audible. But oh. I think Well my... I was just thinking that this whole intro is it reminded me of that podcast that people listen to to go to sleep. Yep. Yep. Where we just go off on a bunch of tangents Random and none of it shit. is like important enough for you to really pay attention right. and listen to. Yep. So I think that for the people that do use this podcast to fall asleep, <clears throat> we just gave you the this best is our episode. best one ever. Yep. Like we they're started not even hearing this because with they're already out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like this was the most Cars Cast intro we've had yet, where it's like mm-hmm. a little sports talk, uh, like a food chain which honestly let's not uh get too deep into it because we have a question related to food chains today and uh beverages so yeah yeah we really killed it today me just just recapping the whole vibe is a good segue exactly into actually getting into the film into the film today we're talking about an american pickle Uh, okay i'm glad you said that because for a second i forgot what film we were talking about (laughs) If I was like, today we're talking about the Godfather trilogy. I'm like, <laughs> you have time, yeah. Um, I've never seen any of the Godfather films. Yeah, I've only seen the first one, and I completely forgot what happened, so I need to rewatch it now. I uh, So I actually own the Godfather trilogy on Blu-ray mm. a few years ago. I think that it was my parents, and they just like gave it to me. Right. But I haven't opened it. Oh. So I have an unopened Godfather Blu-ray trilogy. We <laughs> we could do the Godfather trilogy sometime for an episode. And you can yeah. really put that thing to use. Um, right. Cool. Anyways. You can make a video essay? Yeah. I mean, I could... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, An American Pickle. Um, this is a 2020 movie. You've probably heard of it. Um Directed by Brandon Trost, starring Seth Rogen. Uh, And the synopsis reads, uh, Preserved in pickle brine for a hundred years, an Orthodox Jewish factory worker wakes up in New York City and tracks down his great-grandson. And he's played by Seth Rogen. Both guys. um, Yeah, I know. When you say starring (laughs) starring Seth Rogen, it's really starring Seth Rogen. Yeah. I, okay, you told us we should, you were like way ahead of the curve with this one. Um, cause I remember you told me about it and sent me the trailer back when like the trailer first dropped. And yeah. as someone who's like in touch with like film Twitter and film news, it's like, nobody was really talking about it when the film, when the trailer dropped, but I was like, this looks really interesting and fun. Yeah. It was in the, the Jewish newsletter. Oh yeah. 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 It wasn't. I made that up. I don't get a Jewish <laughs> newsletter. I was like, but oh, it's okay. a very Jewish movie. It is a very Jewish movie. Yeah. But I remember really liking the trailer. 
Um, and also, like, even from watching the trailer, didn't know, like, a lot about it. Um, there were tons of surprises. and uh, Yeah, it was... Honestly, it was a... It, definitely, the trailer misleads you a bit on the tone of the film. Yeah, totally. Um, because when you first hear about the film, you think, this is going to be the lightest film ever. Right. And then when you watch the trailer, you're like, wait, is this film, like, kind of dark? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you watch the the movie and you're like, actually, this is just kind of like somewhere in, in between. Yeah. But like leaning towards fairly light. Yep. Because the trailer really like emphasized the darker parts of the film for some reason. Mm-hmm. Totally. This is like. a bit of a weird choice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a weird amount to say about this. Um, it's so. It's okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I had like a whole video on Seth Rogen. Where I talked about why he's... And I don't know... I don't think he, like, did that much writing in this. But the video was on his writing. Um, but, like, he typically does, like, the stoner comedy type of thing. Right. And this is not not a stoner movie. Yeah. It's just, like, a mature it's, stoner movie. Like right. It's like a stoner, but it's they're trying to, like, reflect more on their actual value set rather than just trying to be funny for the sake of it being a stoner film. <laughs> right. It's, the, it's a stoner film of 2020 where weed is very like the norm and legal Mm -hmm. in big cities and just yeah it's it's yeah um which is why it feels like kind of different like this does not feel at all at least seth rogan's performance like as like immature or childish as like what he used to do okay he was very good as the eastern european hundred year old guy yes he was not playing because you could definitely have seen him playing that as like a complete like okay that you could see that being kind of like what happened to uh christoph waltz and big eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Where it just becomes like a caricature uh-huh yeah uh, and it totally could have been that film with the premise where it was right. just this like off the wall stupid thing where the the modern guy has to like run around trying to like solve all the problems of the yeah. uh, the old guy just doing a bunch of stuff right and that, that's not what this film is no that's what I thought it would be. It, it right. started off. I'm so because it started off really good, and I really loved it. Um, but it it also started off like kind of predictable. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is everything I thought would happen. He's there. They're trying to hit it off. Now there's yeah. a conflict. Even, even the jokes in the beginning were pretty predictable. But I still was yeah. like in it. I liked it. Like <clears throat> yeah. The, I think the most predictable rule of threes joke that's ever happened was the shovel joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the. <laughs> So I'm not going to like ruin what the actual joke is, but just right. like how that jo- the payoff of that joke was something where like five seconds before it happened, mm-hmm. I was like, this is what the joke is. And I'm yeah. like, yep. It, it was... still was kind of funny, but. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. That's the thing. It's like none of this was, there's, okay, there's one scene that I think we would agree is like, I don't, I actually don't know if I want to spoil it, um, but there's a certain actor who I know we both love. He has a thing on Netflix. Yes. And yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That okay, that so scene unexpected. Is, it's so it's so unexpected. <laughs> it's also so funny just because of who he is. Yeah, it seems like something out of his show. Yeah, um, it, and, it really did because I, I think that he can really only act that way. Yeah, everything about it, like, it, and they had to use like a specific type of like look for it for the mm-hmm. courtroom. And it just right. the color palette. It it seemed like something out of his show for like yeah. a minute, and I was like, "This is amazing." Um, yeah, that's the thing. That, okay, what I will say is this movie just is like five different movies. It really is. <laughs> it it's such a strange movie mm-hmm. because there really are actual things that they're trying to say. Yeah, and it's it's like. Um, you know, making all these statements on kind of like what family means in like, you know, in modern times versus like, you know, it's the evolution of what family means to like a person and also like mm-hmm. solitude. It, yeah, I mean, it's, but then there's also all these completely ridiculous, like unbelievable, dumb comedy bits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a very odd film. And I didn't expect it. I literally thought this was just going to be a silly, like, Palm Springsy, like, mm-hmm. comic, comedic sci-fi, like, what if this happened thing. Yeah. Uh, 
I literally forgot about the pickle thing until the pickle pops up like halfway through. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's called an American. At that point, I was like, this is literally first cow also. Well, I mean, I think it's <laughs> I, my thought was it was called an American pickle because, Cause, oh, because well, he, I mean, obviously it's a double entendre, but the, the actual guy himself is a pickle because he gets pickled. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then also it's an American pickle as in like what the a pickle as in, um, you know, like a. You're stuck between two yeah, things. Yeah, I was going to say, he got himself in a pickle, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a double entendre. Yeah. So I don't think you really need to wait halfway through the film to figure no, out the title. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I didn't realize how many different ways the title worked. It's a good title. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Are you a big pickle guy, Jeff? I am. I love pickles. Really? Okay. Um, I will say that <laughs> in the last month, I've probably eaten an average of like two pickles a day but they're pickle spears so it's really about half a pickle a day <laughs> wow that's a lot of pickles i'm not gonna lie as someone i yeah. don't like pickles um they ruin a sandwich unless it's a chicken sandwich um mm-hmm. they ruin most burgers though I will well say. i don't okay i like pickles on burger i just like pickles um, all right but i generally eat pickles by themselves Okay, see, I'm just like so, they always are so strong in burgers and hot dogs that I'm like, and that only applies to Chicago dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there I, aren't, well, yeah, I mean, Chicago dogs, yeah, they just take the whole spear on top of the hot yeah. dog. Yeah, and it I really, think it and works. It's like, I think it works too, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Works way better than the jalapenos. In yeah, my I'm just into pickles. I don't know. I mean, it is like a big facet of, you know, like Jewish delis. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it there probably is some i mean they, i guess they were saying that in the film I, I don't really know if i know the full extent to how much jews like pickles but yeah gotcha i what i well what i will say is this movie made me want a pickle it mm-hmm. like even Which is not one of the pickles in the reclaimed <clears throat> jars no you know what no but that wasn't when they first sniffed it and the guys were talking and they were like oh i can feel it in like the back of my throat i was like i know they're like insinuating that it's gross but i kind of want to try it <laughs> it's like a panda express orange chicken type of thing where it's so mm-hmm. strong yeah that's kind of like the closest thing i can compare to pickles and which is why i can see their appeal like it's a very mm-hmm. sweet kind of um yeah, yeah. I, I don't know but i'm gonna give them a shot now because they did look really good in this movie um they i mean pickles are good yeah i'm so, i'm just gonna say go for it <clears throat> okay what if I turn out to be allergic? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I was like, uh, so special episode here. Um, <laughs> turns out Carson was allergic and uh, we're replacing him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keeping the name, though. Too much too much too brand much, recognition. And we, are, we already printed the hats. Karst Cole. Yeah. Karst Cole. Karst Cole. Does not ring at all. An American karsticle. Yep. Uh, I did figure out I'm pretty allergic to, to apples. Um, my dad got this. It's honestly like a nightmare situation. We went to my cabin for a weekend. That's why I came home. And my dad got the, like this apple uh, pastry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had one one morning. And I was just, I didn't like, my throat didn't swell up. But I was having awful like sneezes and allergies and it lasted for like seven hours and i was like huh i'm gonna assume that was the pastry and so i'm gonna stay away from those now yeah uh probably go get like a scratch test yeah well the thing is i got tested for apples because i always get really itchy when i eat like plain apples and the guy was Mm -hmm. like yeah you're never gonna die but you're gonna be really uncomfortable so yeah okay you know what if you already yeah made that connection that you get really itchy when you eat apples yeah but the, I, you're probably allergic yeah but the thing is <laughs> the thing is it's usually just like raw like plain apples and this mm-hmm. was in a pastry so i was like it's probably been through some shit um so, but it it apparently it was enough the, the, um <laughs> saying it like it's it's probably been through some shit yeah. it makes it sound like it's, it's just jail like, and... it's been through like war <laughs> That apple seeds like, yeah, and things. Damn, you look at some applesauce. Damn, this apple's been through some shit. <laughs> it's been in some dark places. Um, this apple's got messed up. <laughs> <laughs> An American apple. Um, 
Yeah. Well, anyways, what was I going to say? I Okay, this film aesthetically is so pleasing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, definitely the first half. Past, like, when once he gets to modern day, it just looks great. It's a yeah, really it good color palette. I, li- I like the color palette. Yeah, yeah, like the dark gray, like, kind of Yeah, it's kind of like grainy. a... Yeah. It's kind of like a bit, like, <clears throat> neutral. Like, they kind of lower the saturation a bit. Yeah. It's really pleasing to the eye there's like the one conversation that just stood out to me where it was between um the grandson like modern day seth rogan and he was with like jorma and they're talking about his app um mm-hmm. and they're just like it, it just it's a really it looks great um yeah it doesn't look the way a typical conversation would be shot um but anyways and the sounds okay like seth rogan's voice like the accent he does and like his his bassy voice it just mm-hmm. is really nice to the ears <laughs> so it sounds like we're reviewing this for people who listen to podcasts <laughs> to go to sleep it's like we only we're reviewing movies just to see if you could fall asleep while listening to them yep <laughs> um there's probably a niche that is like good because yeah. there probably are movies that are good for falling asleep <clears throat> to right right Maybe that should be our new project. Yeah. I, I, this would be a good movie to fall asleep. Well, not really. I don't know. First Cow, while I love First Cow, if you Oh, shut, that's a great film to fall asleep. Yeah, to. if you shut your eyes to it, I, I'd imagine you're, you're out. You know, yeah. the soundscape and, and like, yeah. Uh, yeah. This film, though, the length of it, I th- it was really interesting because – it is that like perfect like eighty eight minutes or whatever mm-hmm. you know comedy length, but I kind I kind of wanted like a little bit more. I definitely wanted a bit more, just because of how much it switches up its style. Like I would have liked it to sit on the, the certain style a bit longer, or really, because yeah. okay, at one point, and I'm sure I'm not the first one to point this out, and it's actually like really obvious I think in the movie, but like it seems like one giant uh, statement on like Donald Trump kind of like his like this guy is donald trump Mm -hmm. um and i wish they like pushed that a bit farther because there was just the one scene where he's doing the debate um and i wanted him to see like yeah i I was like oh my god is he gonna be president (laughs) it would have been so funny if they just ran with it and he became like a huge deal uh but yeah i I really like that aspect of it even though it's like kind of like cheesy and on the nose i thought it was interesting yeah the thing is that there was quite a few parts of this film that were on the nose but it was still done in a way where i didn't really mind it like it kind of yeah it worked totally like it's it's very stupid intentionally yeah um okay yeah did you know that this film was filmed in pittsburgh no shit i can see it yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about it. You're like, okay, I could see because they just use like some like New York City, like in Brooklyn, like yeah. exterior shots. But like, it seems a bit homier than than. Well, I guess it takes place in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's crazy though. That actually, wow, that's funny. It's yeah, cool. especially because it's just a film that's so much about New York as well. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So that's just an interesting fact. No, yeah, for sure. There, there wasn't really a lot to add on to that after me stating it. No, but no. More of just like, Interesting uh, fact. You're not getting that yeah. with other podcasts. You're not um, getting that. Okay, I also loved the the scene when they were explaining <clears throat> the process of, like, how he got pickled for 100 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, cut away, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, the science, like, made sense, and everyone agreed. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I will say it made no sense that he, like, fell into yeah, the and thing, then no one noticed. And everyone just left. I was like, "Yeah, it looked like the what? ending of like a choreography for like a theater song." Yeah, like yeah, it could have been in a Broadway musical. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, this is based off of something. Um, yeah, a true story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody ever talks about it. Uh, I, it's written by is uh based on Sellout by Simon Rich. I think it's a book. It's a short um, story, I believe. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. It could be a good... This would be a good Dr. Seuss book. Now that I think <laughs> about it. <laughs> I mean, um, Dr. Seuss doesn't normally have a lot of humans in the 
as the no but like just replace these with you think that it could rhyme well how would you rhyme this like do a quick dr seuss rhyme based on this uh he um he, <laughs> he i just went I mean you know if you're gonna do a dot if you're gonna claim it's dr seuss you have to uh, have at least one rhyming <laughs> i can't come up with anything usually i'm good with rhymes We'll just start with pickle and try to. No, use that as I your... immediately that my first thing was pickle, but then I was like, "What rhymes with pickle?" Sickle. Sickle. Oh, he started selling pickles, just to make a few nickels. And they shut his business down. <laughs> and they called tried him to, a clown. They called him a clown. <laughs> tried to kick him out of town. Now you're like. This is like a song. I know. That's. I was like, this borders on being like a rap. Because <laughs> initially, the way you phrase it sounded like um, I forget the the type of rhyming structure for like the poem, but you, it sounded like the Nantucket. Yeah. Poem. <laughs> like <laughs> there once was a pickle from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Damn. Okay. I was going to say something else. I okay, this this does do something that like it's just irritating. There's this like subgenre of things and I really it, it reminds me of like Master of None or like I don't know if you've ever seen High Maintenance. I was just watching it. I've seen uh I actually seen a couple episodes of the web series, not the Okay, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Where it's like they're really great and they just depict like normal life, but it's just like very typical like brooklyn hipster lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's like making fun of it but it's also like so i don't know like a bunch of the screenshots of the blogs and things they're like you i i can't tell if it was making fun of it but i was just like ah it just comes across so like buzzfeed i don't know yeah (laughs) i mean that definitely was on purpose yeah you know because i I do see what you're saying though yeah yeah because it's like highlighting the differences between like obviously 100 years ago and now and that's like the most different you can be as an app developer yeah but i mean it it definitely again was one of those elements of the film that was very on the nose yeah but it still worked for the most part uh it wasn't yeah just felt you know point interestingly (laughs) unrelated to that Uh but i mean related to the film um my great-grandfather was also a jew from eastern europe oh and but they came instead of 1919 they came to America in 1912. Whoa. Almost there. But oh. they lived for a super long time, so I actually knew them. Damn. That's cool yeah, that they you were, knew your great. Yeah, they were really cool. Oh, man. Yeah, they were actually a, um, <clears throat> they were a bookie for the Jewish mafia. Mm. Why does that, uh, is that the first time you brought this up? I feel like you've told I me that I think I brought before. up one other time. Yeah. I think I did. In yeah. that exact same delivery, like very. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like, it was a thing, but you know. Yeah interesting but they were incredibly smart nice nice um cool well what are we uh what are we feeling for a rating are we jumping ahead of ourselves here or i don't know i th- i mean i think that's <clears throat> i don't know because it's it's talking about this film i feel like you could you know the way we're talking about it is fairly surface level as per our normal standards yeah yeah but I think if you really wanted to, there's specific elements of this film you could really jump into mm-hmm. because it, it is more interesting than the premise <laughs> first makes it seem like it yeah. would be. Totally. Um, there's like way more to say about like grief in it than yeah. I expected. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. And also religion where, you know, yeah, I mean, it's family yeah it's i mean it's a it's a good fairly film. deep film yeah for, for the premise for, which for, i mean makes sense you're hiding these <clears throat> themes in the literal dumbest premise imaginable yeah it's what and, I mean, judd apatow tossing aside yeah they're even tossing aside like the science on purpose just to show how stupid of an idea it is they're like yeah you know this doesn't make sense and we know this doesn't make sense like we're not hiding right. that that's not what the film's about mm-hmm. just go with it yeah totally Huh. You know what? I and also I would happily rewatch this, which I feel like yeah. I mean it's such an easy watch. Yeah. I I I I don't think it's as good as Palm Springs, but I am more compelled to rewatch this than I am mm-hmm. that movie. Just cuz it feels like it has a little bit more spice to its right uh the voice. And also 
throughout, I think it's there's more nuance where Palm Springs is so much better, I think, on the first watch because yeah, the the outcome is something that's it's more about the outcome, I think, than the journey in Palm Springs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where this is more about the journey. Yep. Good idea or good point. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what time of day are we feeling? Um. I think. 5 p.m. Okay. I was going to go 8 p.m. No, I could totally. That was my yeah. second choice. Okay, cool. I would also go 5 p.m. as my second choice. So we just kind of, you know. We're, we're simpatico. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as for a score, I originally was thinking three out of five because I thought mm. it was like just super messy and a little like too much on its own plate. But you know what? I, I think I... I'm going to bump it up a three and a half just because I kind of like, I like this movie. Yeah. I, I know. Really that's the thing. I actually, I really it. do like this movie. It's, yeah. I like that it exists. It's yes, exactly. I love the tone. The, the, yeah. It just feels like going into it. You're so sure that it's going to be something that it's, and it ends up not being that. Mm-hmm. And my brain, even thinking about it feels like it should be a film that has a lower rating. Mm hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like it should be a good film. It feels like it's like a dumb comedy, but it's not that dumb. Yeah. And I'll be the first to say it. Um, I fe- uh, Maybe I'm the first to say it, but I don't know about a win, but Seth Rogen should at least be nominated for Best uh, Comedy Actor at the Golden Globes. Is that a category? Yeah. They, they split it up into comedic and drama. It's weird. That makes sense, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I I agree for sure. Cool, especially it's like, because he's two characters. What if he got nominated for two different nominations, but for the same movie? That'd be a that first. would be. I mean, that would be a smart move on the Golden Globes. Yeah, just because you would get so much press for that. Right, right. Cool. I guess. And then, what if he wins for the Eastern European guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that about, what were you feeling for a, for a score? Yeah. Like, I think I want to give it a four. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I don't know if I should though. Hey it's man. Three and a half this or four is, for sure. This is your, this is your score. You know what? <laughs> it's, I think it's the most Jewish mainstream movie that I've ever seen that wasn't about the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go four. We're going Wow. Four. There we go. A four for an American pickle. Um, actually, Five Goes West. That's the other one. That's a- <laughs> it's an American tale. Yeah, an so American it's an American tale. pickle and an American tale. an American tale. Cool. Yeah. Well, this movie- you should make a Five Goes West in an American tale like video essay. Oh yeah, it'd now, be a you huge hit. Make. I think it would. To be honest, I think that if you just have like, this is a the movie about a mouse called Five Mousekowitz. <laughs> instant clicks yeah yeah um just if you have five mousequits in the title that's that's getting five hundred thousand views oh yeah that's the that's the baseline of course um anyways this <laughs> this uh this movie's available on hbo max if anyone wants to check it out it's the and first i think it's in theaters in some countries really dude i was also thinking that i would love to see this in theaters it seems like a yeah, good movie on- twitter that's what they said that like in the uk it was in theaters oh wow okay somewhat yeah okay never mind anyways <laughs> i yeah someone was like making fun of us for picking this but i didn't know why i didn't know what the it's a pretty relevant movie <clears throat> yeah yeah i don't know um moving on though that's an american pickle uh <laughs> that could have been the name of our podcast yeah, an American pickle. And then when this came out, we were been like, they copied us. Uh, okay, today we have some questions from the Carscast subreddit. Uh, my mom just texted me. She's like, is our TV too loud? <laughs> it wasn't, but that was the thing that... I was hoping that your mom texted you a question. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That we could oh, answer. for... <laughs> wait, wait. So, okay, well, I guess actually I can't answer that. I haven't heard it, so no, the okay, TV so no. is not too loud. Gotcha. Thank you, Karsten's mom. Thanks, for that mom. Question. Yep. Uh, these come from the Cars Cast subreddit. You already know 
what we have to say about that. Uh, this first one comes from Golden Trigger Forty Two. That made it sound like there's like something really bad about <laughs> <No>. the subreddit. <laughs> you already know how we feel about the subreddit. Um, oh. oh yeah. Uh, this one is: What is your least favorite restaurant chain, and why? Hmm. Least favorite restaurant chain. Little Caesars. Now, I think. Dude, the hot and ready. <laughs> That was so genuine. Dude, you forgot about the hot and ready. I just mean the hot and ready means that it's not the worst. You can't call it the no. worst. I mean, I I just, I really hate Little Caesars. But, well, let's weigh out our other I mean, options. No, but the thing is that I do respect that, unlike Anomalisa, you stuck to your guns there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Um, but I... So there was a commercial campaign that I hated so much that it almost propelled one one chain to be my least favorite, and it's Jersey Mike's. No, those are dangerous words. Uh. Here's the thing. I've never had Jersey Mike's, and it's because they had a commercial campaign that was on so frequently and was so aggravating that I just refused to ever eat there. Really? I don't remember Jersey Mike's ever having commercials. Yeah, it was like this guy doing this like soft like speaking like thing where the sub was flying in the sky it was awful man it was awful but there's one restaurant that i have to give the nod to and it's subway i was about to say as soon subway as you said jersey mike's i was like okay but we forgot about subway subway is i am so glad that was like such an easy answer mm-hmm. subway is most certainly the worst food chain yeah it is <laughs> it's so bad it's it's not even close it's really the worst food yeah chain in existence bad sandwiches even if you get it your way like your specific mm-hmm. they give you so many options to customize it and even if you get the perfect thing it's still ass yeah even the chips which are like already packaged are bad and yeah the and the, cookies, the interior of the restaurants are awful the interior is shit God, um, I hate Subway. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And here's the the messed up part: is Subway has the most worldwide locations of any chain. I know they're everywhere, dude. It's like Paris. I was like, I've escaped, and I was like walking down like to the the Sacre Coeur, and <laughs> like there's all these like local places. I'm like, I'm in Europe, and there's a fucking Subway on the street. Yeah, in Paris, I was like. What? I know there's like McDonald's, but McDonald's is different there. Subway, I was like, this is stupid. Um, yeah, I yeah. see. That's the thing is, I like, I like McDonald's kind of, mm-hmm. and I also really like going to McDonald's in a bunch of different countries. Yeah, because they all have slightly different mm-hmm. food. It's a little bit different. Yeah, but then also at the same time, when I'm like traveling for long periods of time, every now and then I'd go to a McDonald's just because I'm like I just want mcdonald's mm-hmm. and it you know it is very it's, much reminds me of america <laughs> yeah it's usually pretty bad dude because they yeah. have random stuff on the menu but at the same time the hamburgers <clears throat> pretty much taste the same anywhere yeah yeah i had like the thing is it's like where i lived in paris the nearest place was mcdonald's and it's cheap it's near me it's open 24 7 yeah so i when it's like i was hungry because like the food there was expensive it's oh, not Paris is it, like it is France in general is very expensive. Yeah, so I was like, I I frequented McDonald's a bit more than I wanted to, but li- I don't blame myself looking back yeah. at it because it was the most like affordable and it's better than American I mean, McDonald's by a little bit. Uh, yeah, it is more expensive than American McDonald's. It is, but it was by still maybe like fifteen percent or yeah, something. still a little bit cheaper than the yeah. alternatives that were around. Although. The one day I spent in Marseille in December, um, I, I did have a falafel for like five euros, and it was really Ooh, good. That sounds great, yeah. But anyways, fuck Subway. And the whole Jared thing. I mean, there's just so many reasons. You oh, know? yeah. I, for, I even forgot about that. That didn't yeah. even factor into me calling it the worst. Right. But it's like, yeah. it's even like if, yeah, no, bad. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. It really uh, is honestly made it the name jared just untouchable mm-hmm. which sucks for your brother you know oh yeah no it's <laughs> terrible for him uh cool 
Well, moving Everyone on. Everyone always calls him Subway Jared. <laughs> do they actually? No. That's an awful nickname. <laughs> what, what did he do to get it's that like, no, nickname? It's, he just likes Subway a lot. Yeah, he just yeah. ate there all the time. <laughs> Subway Jared. Um, cool. Well, next question comes from... Uh, I just want to say, though, like, let me get this out there. Get the Italian on white Mike's way from Jersey Mike's, and you're in for a fantastic sandwich. It's so good if you get it Mike's way. Um, anyway, <laughs> you got to get it Mike's way. Just he Mike's way, Mike comes out from the bag and just douses it in, like, olive oil, and it's bad. Um, so this next one comes from Paolo Poica. And it is, I find it sometimes hard to rate films since there are so many aspects that can wait, uh, that you can wait. Enjoyment, technical achievements, your own situation in life slash age, rewatchability. How do you give, how do you give your ratings? Not best time to watch ranks in parentheses. Um, so. Okay, sorry. I got very confused while you were reading that. Oh, yeah. I and guess I realized I... that you were saying wait spelled W-E-I-G-H-T. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That probably not W A I T. Yeah. Not, then I was like, wait, what does that even mean? Right. No. Basically, so, just right, asking so it's like, like that. You can weigh. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it. Wait. So it's saying that there's so many different factors that go into. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got. It, I got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I can go first. Okay. I'm ready. I'm just. I'm just gonna tear <laughs> through. I'm just gonna punch a hole straight through this question. Here we go. Um, I think that whenever you watch a film and give it a rating in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is the you can't separate all of those factors that the person listed from the rating you can't say that this isn't like there is there are no objective ratings yeah uh everything is subjective i mean it's art so art is always subjective but especially you know when you're factoring in your state of mind going into it mm-hmm. um i mean even like what you ate like if you you know if you are if you're feeling slightly sick you're gonna like the film less yep um but yeah, like your mental state, like say you something in your life specifically happened, yeah, um, and this film addresses that in some way, you're gonna, it's gonna make you feel a different way than if that thing never happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to answer the question. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of similar to in anthropology, um, the concept of cultural relativity, which means that you as an observer have to recognize the fact that your own life experiences are influencing how you perceive what you're watching. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, I also, yeah, I, I agree that it would be very boring if you had a set way of critiquing a film or any piece of art for that matter. And like, depending on what you watch, you just kind of plug that into, cause then it just becomes like mathematical and mm-hmm. like, it's it's just it it really makes it unexciting. So I agree. It it just straight out depends. Um, I will say I try not to if it's like a, a physical thing to to rate based off of that. But then again, it's like that's it's just your usually I just it it's a it, it's my experience rather than the film sometimes. Right. And like for instance, um, I know as a person. I don't like um, vomiting based on what is on the screen. And that's why I gave Gummo only two stars. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a reason. <laughs> um, because okay. it's a disgusting film. Yeah, okay. Also, yeah, because that then gets down to the point where a lot of people will come back and be like, but that was intentional. And this gets down to like how I feel about films like Irreversible. Um which it's like mm-hmm. I it's like that film because usually I will say something like I uh, uh, something I do based off like how to rate a film a lot of the time is like what was the director trying to do and did they succeed at it um, and that's why people are like oh yeah Irreversible's like super disturbing to watch because like that's it's depicting sexual assault in that way but I'm like for it depends on specific movies factoring in like who the director yeah. is like if it was a lazy execution or not like what it, what is the possible outcome of that like what effect will that have on a fan base like i don't know there's a lot of different factors to weigh yeah. in on and i think that also it's interesting because it, honestly if i was gonna rate gummo on 
you know, like on Letterboxd, I give ratings just based on how I perceive the film, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily on how much I like the film. Now, obviously, that's a big factor on it. Yeah. But it's not the only factor. So Gummo, for instance, how much I would ever want to see it again is a half star. I never want to see it again. But yeah. I gave it two stars, and my review was, I get it, but I don't like it, or something like mm-hmm. that. Which is... And it's like, because, yeah, and it's because I will, I, I can acknowledge that as a piece of art, it's not completely pointless, mm-hmm. but I just really dislike it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's like, I just, I don't think anyone should be taking... Letter- I love Letterboxd, but no one should be taking it that seriously because this isn't like Rotten Tomatoes where everyone's an approved critic. If you're like, if mm-hmm. you do critique, like film criticism as your job, I feel like it's a bit different of a story depending. It's like, it doesn't mean you're on a bigger platform than anybody else or that your opinion matters yeah. anymore, but it's like, that's your job and it's like something. Well, to- you have to think more about it. I think. Yeah, it definitely. Just because you could be trashing films and you're, you actually are influencing people to not see it. And if mm-hmm. you, it's a thoughtless review, you can trash a film if you genuinely think it's bad and deserves it, but you don't yeah. want to be flippant and just, you know, not really care, and then you cause people not to see it. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, to be fair, your job is in that vein where you are kind of a professional movie critic in a way. Yeah, I mean, that's what but, I put down for TIFF press. <laughs> yeah, but part of your like your whole persona is that you're not taking letterbox seriously yeah well that's that's the thing i never like this is a great time to address this i never like signed up for letterbox to put like well thought out thoughts on films it is simply like most people just a place to keep a diary and jot down my thoughts and i and i somehow miraculous not miraculously but have all these followers now and the algorithm works in a way where my shit's at the top and i can't help that um, yeah, I but no, I'm even, no different from like someone with like 20 followers where I'm just posting what I feel. Uh, yeah, I mean, like obviously I have like a fiftieth of your followers on that, but yeah. it's still enough to where it's like your your Ad Astra one thousand. is up there. Yeah, your Ad yeah. Well, one even of the my top Palm reviews. Springs one for like a while was in the top ten. Really, it's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like that's. In terms of the content, like I have friends that actually post like real reviews, mm-hmm. and I feel bad that theirs will have like no, like no one will see them just because of the, how the algorithm works. Yep. And I'm like, and that's not our fault. My ten word review where I'm just making one dumb joke mm-hmm. is like the tenth review, and I'm like, yeah, there I am. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird. I still like. There's a lot to say about I think just criticism and how, yeah, you got to go about it and how you respond to it but at the end of the day i just try not to overthink it and i'm like like an american pickle i'm like oh i i thought that just feels like a three out of five movie but now after talking it through it's a three and a half and that's why it's all very pointless uh (laughs) yeah and again where i even said i i think if i was trying to if someone said make the most fair review possible i think i would give it a three and a half but i'm like you know what it's a Jew film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, that 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 did more. That was one of our better answers. I feel like that was a yeah, we, we was actually a had question. a discussion for once, <laughs> and we really could go a lot deeper into. There's so much more you know, to say about it. Yeah, I think the next step for that conversation would be kind of <clears throat> the role and evolution of film criticism, where before it was limited to like newspapers, and that was really you know, what would influence people on whether or not a film was worth seeing. And now Mm -hmm. with, you know, everything being so readily available, you have thousands of people who see films earlier, like right when they come out and can give opinions. Yeah. You can sort out what types of views you want. So not, you don't necessarily even, even though you're popular need to give, you know, this review that you think is going to influence people because they have so many other options for getting like real, you know, other thoughts. Yes. If that made sense. Total sense. Yeah. Because, Nobody, I think, at least from my perspective, nobody is actually like reaching out and reading reviews and watching movie review videos because they want to form an opinion based off that other person. They, most of the time, and again, from my experience, I watch them because I just either am very curious to see what someone has to say or just see if they have like any new input. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just think like, 
at the end of the day, the rating is so arbitrary. And because it's like, sure, that it's a way of like putting you somewhere. But most of the time, it's just like, what do you what do you have to add to the table? I mean, you're you're you know, job is effectively just someone who has an opinion and yeah. people are interested in hearing that. Mm-hmm. It's not what the job of film criticism used to be, which was completely influenced what films people saw Yep, by being the only person that will like see these films early. Yeah. You and, know, where, and you have every single person in your town read your review and decide what film they're going to go see based mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. And with that, I've really, like, as it's grown, I've had to, like, really... I think it's beneficial to figure out why people are watching. Because I agree. Sometimes I really, like... I, I actively don't put a lot of effort into what I'm saying. At least in my older videos. So it's like, yeah, sure, maybe I'm not bringing enough to the table. So I'm like, why are people watching it? And most of the time, it's just, like, delivery or personality. Mm-hmm. And that... They like, like those pictures of you at, like, parks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Dude, wearing, wearing that, like, one striped shirt you have? Yeah. With the, like, the little, like, name tag thing? Oh, yeah. We wore that, dude. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about this. Our you fucking, wore that to, to, to Sean the, Baker. The Sean Baker thing. My outfit was insane that day. I had, like, the long, light blue pants and yeah. that shirt and I think, like, a hat. I, I was really, like standing yeah, out i honestly don't know how sean baker didn't immediately say that he would be on this podcast when you asked him <laughs> honestly it's <laughs> worth reaching that out fit, again. i'm like you know what to be fair yeah. he technically said yes he's like i would love to um i just i i'm i have a new project coming up yeah he was working on something. Uh, he was that working was a completely fair answer yeah. i want to be clear we're not trashing him at all no we love uh, Sean Baker. i didn't talk to him you talked to him but he seemed very nice he seemed, he was a very nice guy i felt bad for all the people he had to talk there were some annoying people in that line yeah. but but he, he talked to like every single person mm-hmm. which is why he's a great guy he yeah. really cares about people and that shows in his films um moving on we have another question um and this last one top 10 question answer of all time for us definitely definitely um this next one honestly might require me sharing my screen um someone asked oh god i just closed the one tab i needed for this Uh, (laughs) someone said we should take the uh the this uh character quit let me let me just pull it up um go to new and okay do i have anything embarrassing on my screen i don't let's share it uh how do i share it again share screen and google chrome and share oh god i have to allow preferences i'm probably gonna cut a lot of this uh <laughs> yeah if you make me the host wait but then will you're still you still get the wait. recording oh god i had to, i have to quit zoom if i want to do it wait oh wait i, I could probably do it wait share so we did cut it out. This is me cutting back um, because it was really bad in the audio. But I did get uh, Theodore Lawrence from Little Women, um, which I think personally is like the best case scenario for that test. Yeah. Um, what do you, if I take this next week, what do you think I'm going to get? <laughs> um, let me think on this. You. Hmm. I see like a. Uh, well, I don't want to say Jim from The Office, but <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're a pretty reserved guy. I'm trying yeah, to think. You're like uh, Tom Tom Hanks from Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know, Jeff. I think you're, you're, you're going to get Sweeney Todd. I've literally I've thought about this, Jeff. You're a very like original guy like you are you're unlike anybody i know in a good way so i'm very i have no idea where you could go to be honest stay tuned god (laughs) sheldon from the big bang theory (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um on that note you know what no last slider how much do you say it's like Bazinga, not Bazinga. I'm like 100% Bazinga. <laughs> you're like you're 
you're you're a character in an animated movie for sure. Um, God, oh, uh, fucking Linguini from Ratatouille. Absolutely, <laughs> and I don't think that's the first time I've called you that on this podcast. But you're like, yeah. Anyways, you know what? Could be worse. For could sure. be worse. Linguini. I would love to be Linguini. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be worse. It could be all the things you said before that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that does it for questions. Uh. Lastly, we'd like to uh thank our patrons. Well, no, we we read a review first. Um, I honestly forgot the order, so yeah, yeah, let's, it let's do that. Switches up every week. Uh, this one comes from we we ask you guys to leave reviews to encourage you guys to leave reviews. We love hearing what you guys have to say. This one comes from Yef One Hundred One. Uh, subject line: Big fan, five stars, and it goes: Hi, I love. Hi, I love the show, love the hosts, love the discussions. Although I will say I found the 46-minute segment where Jeff describes how he would have passionate, intense sexual intercourse with Kevin the Minion from the 2015 Illumination film Minions a little odd. Uh, yeah, I didn't read that one beforehand, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I, I feel like I need to clarify that didn't that, happen. That didn't happen. At this point, uh, people will believe anything we do, so yeah. Jeff yeah. never did that. Because that's just too long to take up an episode. So I'd obviously cut yeah. it if it happened. That was one of the Patreon episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue, because on that note, we would like to thank our patrons. And on that note, actually, we'd like to announce, um, well, yeah. Did What is, hold on. Is it the, we're doing it on the on Monday? Yeah, we're doing it on Monday. So actually, never mind. It, it'll be too late by the time this comes out um but we are doing a hangout but once again it will have happened by the time this is out so never but we'll mind. be doing we're gonna try to shoot for one a month yeah we're, we're gonna be doing more of them so going if you forward if you want in on that i suggest becoming a patron plus there's a lot more to it and you'd be supporting us a lot so uh yeah if you'd like to become a patron go on to patreon.com slash carscast where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes q a shout out that's at the end of every episode and much more um, so with all that said, thank you, Allison Grace, Andy Spasado, Annabelle Falk, Atticus Merwin, Blake Root, Boat, Brandon Yu, Brock Schultz, Camilla, Eden, Grant, Holly Edwards. I'm bored of reading, Jeff. I bet I could win in a staring contest. 3, 2, 1, go. Iron Tusk 93, Iva, Jacob Colness, John Van Hout, Joshua Krizwicki, Josie Eiler, Liv, Rob, Lucian Vecina, Mally Marie, uh, Overbo, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borslow, Moses Ox, Pablo Patel, Ready Steady Ernie, Robert Burke, Sam Farr, Sophia Arieta, Stop Copying Me, Other Patrons, uh, Super Cali Fragilistic, Xbialidocious, Smitty, Werben, Jager, Man Jensen, <laughs> Toad Pimp, Vegard Strom, Vera S, and Yoki Sasquatch. Thank you guys. It's good news. We get, we're getting a lot more patrons. Uh, decent news is it's becoming a mouthful uh so that's yeah <laughs> but that's I, I hope great. they start changing all of their names to just <laughs> various like syllables god yeah so it's like ah or yeah <laughs> or just... yeah like that but then like a bunch more <laughs> i i i was thinking for some reason like you meant like vowels so it's just like thank you ah oh ooh. anyways <laughs> <laughs> Um, the super califragilistic one was funny. I will say that. But anyways, thank you guys. Are so you much. wait? Are you saying none of the other ones are funny? No. Wow. They didn't that's... get a single chuckle out of it out of me. So do better. You know. I'm kidding. Okay, it's a joke. Um. Uh, I think that's it. Uh. Oh, I will say, uh, Jeff, did you hear the new Patreon? Not Patreon. The new intro. I did like a new. No, I didn't. Okay. I, I actually saw someone say mention it in one of a, in a comment somewhere. You know, I don't know how saying, I feel about it. I think they the only thing I saw was I that they liked the old one better. Yeah. Well, and someone said I, when I saw that I was like, wait, there's a new one. <laughs> yeah, I tested something out where I wanted to be like NPR and be like, this week we're talking about. Um, but I feel like it just the it's not the vibe of the podcast, you know. Do like a Michael Babaro. I don't know what that is. From the Daily? Oh, yeah. no, I don't. 
I I listen to a different NPR podcast, I guess, but that's the New York Times. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just out of it. Uh, but it's probably a loop on the pot. The pro- podcast I, <laughs> I only listen to my own podcast. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'll probably go back to the old intro. That was just a, a quick. You know, it's it's a fun it's, test. It's, yeah. Every now and then you got to mix it up. Just like, yeah, definitely. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, this has been going on for long enough. It's, um, yeah, this is a long. This was a long, long one. Oh God, it's okay. Well, I mean, for sure, if you were listening to this to go to sleep, you're asleep. You're You've asleep. You've been asleep for You've an been asleep. hour. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything good, else to good say? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that would that for to be honest, that really threw me off. <laughs> Saying that instead of catching on the flip side really fucked me up. Catch on the flip side. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. Flip side.